practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, speaking, I was telling you guys, I was trying to, and Casey, you can help me, uh, Henning, I'm not sure if you were in this sketch or if you worked on it, but I was think like just hearing all these candidates and, um, and just trying to determine who's for what and just trying to navigate all these candidates are out. Uh, and I was like, it'd be really funny to see a debate because they're going to have 18 candidates right now, broken down two debates yeah. now, nine and nine. Hmm. I was like, fuck, that's a lot of people. How do they shuffle that deck? There's the, an A show and a B show. That's all I'm, I'm hearing. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I was just laughing because I was like, it'd be so funny if like just visually, if you're going down the line, you have Julian Castro, Cory Booker, um, who else is in line? Uh, Beto, uh, Bernie Sanders, Abraham Lincoln's bones. Um, <laughs> just <so not. laughs> I was like, oh, with that... an asterisk, may or may not be his bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's see, there you go. That's because I was like, because I was thinking it'd just be funny as like an an audio sketch where it's like, uh, whenever he's asked the questions, all you hear are like the skeleton clack chattering. Clack, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Mr. Lincoln, that's bones. That's a great point. And then somebody else pipes in like, oh, I disagree. He's just piggybacking on my Medicare for all. And it didn't work for him. He's bones. A horrific like like ghost sound. Well, thank you. So I feel like, or maybe I'm having a fever dream. We did a sketch where it was a game show or a debate where it was or it was an election where it was, it was Abraham in, uh, Lincoln's uh, ghost. O- it was 06. It was Obama. It was because it was Obama, McCain, and then somehow that was broken up with uh, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. But he wasn't. And he came out at the end. Oh, that and I was I think awesome. he just screamed. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a cute, like, animal making <laughs> soup of himself or like a Casper the Ghost. <laughs> It was. It was just a horrifying ghost. <laughs> you came out in Abraham, and it was Lincoln. like send me back or something. <laughs> ghostly, <laughs> yeah, like ghostly garb and the white face paint, and you expect like the joke is it's Abraham Lincoln's ghost. There's a reveal, <laughs> and then he walks out, and you think you're gonna hear like four score, and I was a ghost to go, but he just comes out and lets out the most blood curdling conjuring <laughs> fucking squeal as he's dragged back to hell that's I feel like that hilarious. could be the audio just do that again but like if we layer in the shtick oh. like he just screams and he only has like, a, like these scary sort of it's like a, witticisms from beyond the grave uh, like send me home oh yeah such a demon or like yeah, like project like future projections that are so dark and dire, um, and right. fr- yeah, it's I mean, just frightening. And then you got to fold one in where he actually talks Frank about like build the wall. I don't know. <laughs> he well, disagreed with Trump. Yeah, but he's actually. I mean, he is a big supporter of the Green New Deal. Let well, me break it down how it works for you. Yeah. <laughs> cracks. A, he just cracks his knuckles, but it takes way too long. It's just like. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Oh, God, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. I can't think of that turn in anything else where – because it's always like – I, it is not 
I don't think. I know we have a pretty absurdist sketch comedy um, liking and and how we write things. And I know we've incorporated ghosts and I've seen people incorporate ghosts and bones. But up until what you're telling me, I can't think of anybody incorporating like to having that twist where it's going to be something seemingly cutesy and it's just so just, horrific. Oh, it's actually scary. Oh, just that blood curdling scream. I was murdered. Just <laughs> oh man, and just doing it like because I just that long ghostly shuffle to the All right, mic. Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> uh, that very recall, uh, we beginning of Ghostbusters it. scream. Yes, yes, yeah. like that. I feel like that is definitely the tension that I would love. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's just because funny. it's fucking Ghostbusters, man. And that was the the end of the sketch, right? It sounded. It sounds yeah. like a JP Topper. Yeah. Like if we would have actually written something stately and Lincoln esque, <laughs> we would have had to do that work. Wait, yeah, yeah. But, this is but, this is just a stop we like, it here. We like we like Lincoln too much to like pretend like uh, I'm gonna write sure. like a in the heat of the moment Abe Lincoln in a debate. I'd rather like if it's a ghost, he's gonna speak like <laughs> Aramaic or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but what about this, you guys? Like, and I'm gonna go back to Kaufman esque here, and I think it's uh, it would be so fun, and it could miss so quickly. But, like, where you do have Lincoln shuffle out, right, and it's at the beginning of the debate, and he's introduced, and they go, uh, Mr. McCain, welcome. You have one minute to introduce yourself, and it's a normal speech, and he does that. Uh, Mr. Obama, you know, uh, why, why do you think you should be president? Introduce himself. Uh, Mr. Lincoln, you have one minute, and it's just, it's not words, it's just the loudest, into the mic, scream, blood-curdling <laughs> As the, as the, as the, um, what are they called? The, the moderator looks at his watch and gives him one minute of a scream, right? Just one minute and of a scream, 60 seconds. The, but never give That's up the loudest funny. ghostly scream and then mm. acts like it Cuts doesn't Cuts two people in the audience looking thoughtful. Yes. Mm, mm. Exactly, Henning. Like, it plays like he's giving, like, the new, like, four score and seven years ago. They're like, oh, I've never actually thought of it. But oh, for the just... actual audience, you then have to go back and play with them and then keep going and go, all right, for this next round, you're going to have two minutes, candidates, and then do it again, <laughs> but don't let up on it, and then keep going. And then so you get two rounds of two minutes. You don't have to increase, but then go, all right, for your final rebuttals, um, everyone's going to get five minutes. <laughs> like if you want to commit <laughs> build to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing you get into that like minute 30 two minute mark of that five minutes he's got to stop screaming take a drink of water <laughs> yes, and then play with the of tension of either just goes back to screaming or i don't know i was just gonna say say well, something thoughtful but i think i think the water stop and then commit to like because it you need that tension of are they going to change or are we in this together? Cause that's when it, it'll be funny when it's just like, no, it's literally just a fucking guy in a ghost man screaming for five minutes. What we if have him what, backed what up it, with, uh, with charts? 
<laughs> yes, like a Ross Perot chart. Yes, that's yeah. good. Oh my god! So it's just the same scream, but with props around him as he's pointing to it. Oh god! Yeah, that's like a big so line brilliant. going descending through oh. layers of hell or something like that. That is so Does he good. Get different levels of scream, or do we stay like? <laughs> See, I think no. I think it has to be as hardcore and as the, high from I, the moment one to moment end. No, because I I agree. Like I can. I can see that. <laughs> so and then as Henning's really. talking about the chart, like I could also see. <laughs> but then yeah. I think you get too into like. I, I was about to say, then it gets a little silly. Like, uh, right. The, the, it's, it's the anti joke, right? Or it's the anti. Yeah. I think I see that like right off the bat. You're like, oh. A joke would be Lincoln's ghost because that's absurdism. Like he wouldn't in him in a debate. But then the scream to begin with is, oh, there's the twist. And then the continued scream no. is how long are these assholes going to do this? And at what point does get... it become extremely unfunny and painful? And then at what point does that turn again? Become funny. And become again. funny again. That's what's amazing. I was You could maybe have towards the end of those five minutes – the ghost of John Wilkes Booth come out and shoot him, and then John Wilkes Booth <laughs> gives a blood curdling scream. Like, what <laughs> have I done? The, like, six and then Emperor Tyrannus. the other debaters give a scream. Like, what happened? So then everybody on stage is screaming, <laughs> "Butt Lincoln!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, Unfortunately, like as we talk about that, how good that is. That's not that would that would be too much for an audible audio sketch. I think. Oh That's no! Very totally. No, because yeah, in my mind now, all stuff. I can and and you gotta have like Lincoln's. If it's gonna be one solid scream, you gotta have Lincoln's haunting stare, hollowed out eyes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Controlling the and the cut. It's totally like Tim and Eric territory, but like as you like you had said, heading like the people in the audience yes. like thoughtfully listening. As the scream goes on, you start to notice like their eyes are bleeding. Yes. <laughs> just these like, <laughs> just those little visual notes of like, oh, that's a health scream. Or you know what I would do is, as you see the audience, as you cut back to the audience, the scream is slowly making them into ghosts. They're withering. It's like the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, they're Dark. just like become hollow husks. Oh man, that is so. Oh, yeah, I couldn't. I, I didn't remember that, or I couldn't think of where that would go. It was very, like, that chattery is very G-rated, and we're at, like, that's, like, that's some straight X-rated ear sketch comedy, baby. (laughs) That's that's the walk the audience at a black box theater in Brooklyn type of... Well, we've been there. What it reminds me of is we used to end this sketch called Strippers... Henning, you've probably seen it because we've done it on a few different occasions. And it was a very basic sketch, I think. It's basically a guy calls a stripper and a guy shows up and he turns out he's not a stripper. He's actually a carpenter to work on the house and he's offended. But then it's like, oh, wait, he is a stripper and he strips and then the other... Then the other person has a heart attack and the doctor shows up, but the doctor's a stripper when they actually (laughs) need a doctor. And so everybody on stage ends up being strippers, including the person that called a stripper. And then we ended with something called the the 50, 40, uh, 20 pump salute. What was it? uh, Yeah, it was the 
Yeah, the pump salute. I forget. It was an absurd number, like the 50 pump, 21 pump. 21 pump salute. And we do it, and we we were all wearing, like, stripper Speedos, so your junk is all isolated, and it actually moves and undulates. And so we would do it. We would do 21? But we would do 21, and the audience was done after, like, three. But you just keep going. Yeah. And the only, and usually it was at our own show, but we did it at our buddy. And we did it at Vince Averill's show at the beauty bar and i think he oh, just shit. finally got so uncomfortable it was the only time we got cut he did about 15 and he just went all right all right guys all right <laughs> because it was also the beauty almost there the beauty bar was uh also like a no stage show so we were literally right up in front. Like, it was a very intimate show huh. so it was like um and vinston i i just i just don't know if he could he was afraid you were gonna get mobbed no, yeah, too, I don't know what it was. I think he was just like, we had lost the audience. I, I don't know if he thought he we were going to get him back. Because <clears throat> we had done enough shows with him, he knew we wouldn't be offended. I think he thought he could get a laugh out of the uncomfort of the audience. Like, he was just doing us a solid, like, you guys know better than this. <laughs> you're not getting a bigger laugh than this. Let me just send yeah, it you're here. Not, like, it's really not. Like, so maybe I can swing in and get a laugh because you yeah. guys are certainly not going to get it. I think maybe he was, I think we, maybe he had seen it before because we might've been like doing the rounds with that sketch. And I think we might've been encroaching upon 21. And he was like, these guys didn't turn the audience yet. I think they might keep going until they, like, I don't think they're going to give it up. And we probably wouldn't have. There was only no, one. You got to ride that out. There was one other time. And this still like is one of those moments that infuriates me. It was you and me on stage, Casey. And we were, I, I don't want to say his name. I think I know the name, but we were at a show it was in the East Village. Do you remember? It was like a sidewalk cafe or something. It might have been called the oh, sidewalk yeah. cafe. No, it was the sidewalk cafe. Yeah. All right. Because they would do, um, yeah, because it was like a, a open mic. It was like a rotating open space for the stage. So like what we did was we put our name in and they're like, cool, you guys got 20 minutes on this night. Uh, yeah. Come do whatever you want. No, no, no. I'm not thinking of that one. Was though. this a different one? Yeah, sorry. We that was a fun show. We just did a straight up show. We had the stage, but we did somebody else's show. I can I'll, I can bleep it. Not this guy. We did better show. Do you remember this? Oh shit. We got booked on. I'm it. trying to. Rem- yeah. So this it'll it'll bring uh, it'll bring you back right away because you and I were pissed. So we're on mm-hmm. Ben Lerman's show. We're scheduled to do two sketches, right? And he gives us the order, and what happens is he's got the order of all the comics going up. Mitch and um, Megan are going to do this this really cool like duet uh, that yes, that would fuck, hit, and yeah. but they had to dress up because they played like like a Johnny Cash and June Carter kind of duet thing where uh, mm-hmm. he ends up getting her hair stuck in the guitar and. <laughs> like and it was a really fun song. It was great, a great song, yeah. really funny sketch. Like they killed it. They Perform- just, it's always all like it always tight works. staging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to prep for it, and it was like we that sketch was like tenth down the line, and then Casey, you and I were doing you know, whatever dog shit sketch you and I were gonna eventually do. I, I it's probably Glory Hole, one of my favorites, right, probably. So, but less because we both get to scream. But less complex. But right off the bat, like the first person, he's like, "All right, let's bring up 
and we had their characters' names as though because it was going to be as their characters. He called them up, and they weren't ready. So Casey, you and I jumped on stage, oh, yeah. and we were going to be like we're just because like, the sketch starts where we are like two hee-haw hillbillies, right? And we had like maybe thirty seconds of a, a back and forth uh-huh. to like just be like, "Welcome back to Jamboree." So we you were vamping. We're vamping. So we just started vamping because he called us and he called us early. And I'd say we were like 60 seconds into the vamp and he saw on his thing that he made the mistake and he rushed you and me off mid whatever we were doing. I don't, and I was, cause we were literally mid joke and it was so apparent that it wasn't apparent that he accidentally called somebody. It would just seemed like he literally jumped up. And we was, got the fucking hook. <laughs> we, yeah, it was like we got the cane of the Apollo because really what we were doing out of context looked like we were fucking heckle and jekyll yokel. <laughs> and oh, I was just when we got I off stage, all about that. I was so fucking fuming. And then you and I went up to do whatever sketch and we are, had already been colored in the minds like, oh, God, what are these fucking momos going to do? Oh. <laughs> And God I still, damn it, you, I forgot about the vitriol that's coming up in me is just like, I was just like, like, just let it, let it ride, dude. Like, I don't know why he rushed us off. You know, I don't know. I, I'm still holding on to it. I gotta let that go. Still. I just remember one bit we did though, that didn't work, but if we could have played with it more, we were, we decided as like heckle and Jekyll yokel to try and do Austin Powers jokes, to try and yes, bring them back. Yes, I was just going to say, was that the, the OB hive? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like, what if you run into a beehive and you're, you're Austin Powers, or run into a swarm of bees and you're Austin Powers? Oh, beehive. And I feel like Casey or you or I didn't even get hive out and we got no. rushed off the stage. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? For all we know, and we'll never know, it could have been even an even more glorious crash and burn on our own accord but i would rather have that than somebody you know no you're right i do remember that now because i was like yep it's coming back to me i remember just like just like you asked us to do a sketch we'll get there right exactly i don't know and of course you know who knows i i would imagine it's it even holds harder because uh I'm sure uh, uh, Megan and Mitch's sketch was great, but I'm sure you and I flopped, and then that was even more for me to kick the fucking can down in the East Village, like a so oh, yeah. fucking pissed off. Oh man, because we're gonna Meg- redeem ourselves with this amazing sketch. Meg and Mitch didn't actually get to do their thing. No, they did. They did. Okay, they just they did. called them at the appropriate time. It just looked like Casey and I jumped up Bums on stage without being called or. <laughs> Or, like, <laughs> the sketch was immediately so bad that... And I remember the, uh, he hosted the show like a like a bad high school gym coach. So he had the high gym shorts and a clipboard and, like, a... like Or, like, a bad referee or uh. something and a ref hat. So he came out and, like, blew his whistle or something to get us off. The more, <laughs> the more demeaning. Oh. 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 He threw pies at us until we got off the stage. And he was a good dude, so I don't know if he was just flustered. You know, if you look at somebody else's side, he was probably like, fuck, I called the wrong thing. And now everybody who's got the – because I think he was so organized, he handed a list out to people. Now everybody's going to think they're wrong on the list. And he had booked for for a booked show. 
Don't you remember, Case? It was yeah. like he booked us with two sketches. There was like 20 people on this show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a big, it was a long show, which makes it even longer when you're fucking pissed off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the other 20 people there are like, who are these fucking douchebags? Which they probably weren't because all they were thinking about is as any buddy at like a like a, a small show in new york is like when do i fucking go on so i can fucking so leave and either do another show or go drink this <laughs> one drink ticket i have nobody's if you're a comic for the most part well that's not true for everybody many comics i met did not even if they were looking staring right at your set they weren't absorbing anything <laughs> like right. whatsoever because you got a million places you want to like go like if you've ever been with like greg or anthony or like those those guys when they're crewing up and they're hitting the open mics every night they're hitting like nine spots so they really it's like it's like trying to ride every ride at disney you know what i mean (laughs) yeah no it's a good (laughs) analogy um yeah so that was i was gonna say like now that you i forgot you forgot all about that but it was like the the few times like a, a comic goes like oh man that was great uh, I, you know x y and z like they were actually watching the sketch i was like oh cool this guy's great or this gal's great because mm. they actually watched enough to conceptualize it. most people just fucking like you said hans zone out or leave the room isn't that amazing how little it takes to make like a like a cool connection in comedy and how little people did it then i don't know different or the people were, <laughs> you know what i mean like all it yeah. takes is like to absorb somebody else's art and get out of your own head for one minute, and because mm-hmm. I remember we would do that, and and then and some of those people are still our comedy, f- actually all those people are still our comedy friends for life. You could reach out to them at any moment and be like, hey, sure. what are you up to? Like Vince or Jesse Pop, yeah. like those yep. guys whose sets we watched all the time, but like actually watched and was like, hey, that was really funny. Like, didn't try to pitch bits to them, didn't do the (laughs) jokey one-upsmanship of, like, oh, when I'm around comedians, I'm going to be the funniest guy in the room. Yeah, there's a huge difference when, like, uh, it was so awesome when you'd get up and talk to, the good example, Jesse or Vince or uh, or Greg or Anthony, and you talk about a bit and, like, why it was funny and, like, you you bounce back or, and it, I will say it, it, for some reason, I feel like, I mean, there is, and it's hard for me to say, it's like, uh, when you're on the other side, it sounds like you're, you're bitching, but I think there is a, a, in the comedy world, there is a different, a pro, what, a different way to consume sketch comedy as far as the artists go. You're slightly mm-hmm. outside of the club, let's be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Thank Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> know why I'm trying to pussyfoot around it or whatever. Uh, it's the same with improv or any any group thing. So like when you're like you know when somebody's sitting there watching a sketch and like appreciating it was it was nice because we put so much into it and it's so ninety percent sloughed off so fucking ninety nine percent right because because uh, we're performing for stand ups who are just waiting to do their set next. Yeah, yeah, and if you think about it, 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 I think consuming is a right term too because when you're consuming, like if we're around all these comics, presumably it's at like an, a mic or something, you mm-hmm. can consume 
a couple bits from a stand-up in 30 se- in a minute you know what i mean if you yeah. if yeah. you're sitting through a sketch and you want to <laughs> absorb a sketch you gotta fucking sit the long haul and if it's a bad sketch one minute <laughs> one to five but if you, you can gotta sit invest there, from the beginning yeah and, and stick it out at least three minutes yep and you and i can't tell you how many uh friends of ours that did that comics that would sit it out a bad bad sketch and it would like save my life because they come up and go that (laughs) was actually that one part was really funny or the premise is really good it didn't work but like you know it's 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 just it's very rare that it seemed very rare and it's nice to get that high five because it's so so much of it all is just there's so much insecurity and ego involved in it. Like people don't want to like say I like something because somehow that makes, That's especially when you're starting out, oh, yeah. it makes your jokes seem less, lesser than, I mean, that's what I encountered with people. Like a lot of people just, they don't give anything. Yeah. Because somehow for some reason, like laughing at another comic is kind of taboo. That's an interesting I, – I hope that's changed, and you're absolutely right. There's an interesting aspect of too cool for school slash fake it till yeah. you make it, which is just just makes the just makes the whole scene buttholy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody should be open to like feedback and, and – and, well, not feedback, giving feedback or, or whatever. Like you shouldn't feel like you're conceding. Yeah, well, because you like somebody's joke or something. Stand up is just so singular, personal. Uh, yeah. You know, they're off in their own world as a matter of course. By de- by definition, they're one person doing it. Mm-hmm. And we sketch guys were always op- it's collaborative. It's halfway between so I guess that's improv. I guess we're always looking for feedback anyway. That's what we're seeking. That's a great point. And you got and you have people who have your back. Yeah. You know, right. like if we if the three of us bombed a sketch, we we get to bomb together. That's what, and we get to yeah. bomb behind the veneer of that was a bad sketch. We're not bad. It's just like the character. It's not you. Like yeah. you, if it bombed, we get to blame everyone else but ourselves. That was the plus. If it bombs, we get a podcast. I mean, nine the years other later, yeah. <laughs> the other people. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's you know you got war stories. That's what's good, and and I should say that's not a blanket statement. Like I can think of uh, so many people, like um, well, <laughs> I can think of two, but like Anthony and Greg, like so many people that are <laughs> are uh, easy laugh isn't a fun term, but like are totally open and willing to be. Anthony might be mm-hmm. one of the most supportive, just people yeah. in the world. He's sitting and. And Mark and uh, Mark Norman, he used to he used to do something yeah. that I think is he's just an old comic soul anyway, but he yeah. used to maybe he still does he used to stand in the back of open mics with his notepad and make notes for people during their open mic sets and um, then go over their jokes for them. Well, and that I was just gonna say or, like you know that I mean, comes with ideas like the community like that we were so lucky to be a part of at the creek and that core group of comedians that went through there like i feel like there was more of a sharing involved in that whereas like the few like legitimate open mics that 
we have performed at or like I have performed some very meager amount of stand up at like those aren't your friends you know like there's something about just like dogging it out in just rando open mics like I think that just gives you you put up like blinders and like a shield because they're not your friends they're not going to give you any constructive criticism it's just like guys driving in from Jersey or coming in from upstate like Eastville comes to mind yeah that's exactly what I'm thinking of not just in this context of like like a comedy room but like in the context of like you expect to see like abraham lincoln's ghost screaming in the corner is one of the most depressing rooms around because (laughs) yep no the two sad sacks ended up getting wrinkled in there like to that are sitting down for the show and the and it was like what would you say casey like a 30 man woman comic open mic three minutes oh you that you could do yeah or how many people are on it yeah 20 you they i think they topped out around 2025 and that's if you got there to sign up and so you get there they have an mc there obviously it's what two minutes three minutes that's an hour but ever what made it so sad and like we talked about devoid of human contact is you yes the room had people in it unless you went later because every comic did their set i guess of course except for us did their three minutes and literally got off stage and walked right out the door. Mm-hmm. Got on stage one. and walked out the door. Did they was... have an exceptionally early open mic or something? Yeah, yep. like... it was like 6 o'clock or something, right? Oh, yeah, so they got yeah, I think two hours to get to. 5.30, which is why I stopped going just because I didn't have a job where I was like free at 5.30 in the evening other than like one or two days a week. And what was, like, and do you remember the feeling of, like, and I guess this goes back to what we were just talking about, of the too cool for school, and this has nothing to do with my sets, which we have a spectacular bomb that we've already talked about, but, like, what is the, what is it about, it's a room full of 25 plus the two schlubs, 27 warm bodies, mm-hmm. and you do in three minutes, I've never been in such a cone of silence in my whole life. But it's they're the quietest com- room you've ever been in. <laughs> they're comics doing their material. Like you don't want to do pity laughs, obviously. But as I recall, I mean, this isn't fair, but like I, r- I recall laughing at funny material and then feeling self-conscious myself, being like, "No, you do." I remember that <laughs> because. It would be like me, you, Greg, and Anthony, mm-hmm. and we go, and obviously I'm going to laugh at your guys' stuff because I know you, and it was funny. And also, that nervousness builds when it's like no one's laugh. Like, how is this the most joyless, quiet, filled room I've ever been in in my life? I guess, and, and I guess that's what people don't understand is a lot of times is those depressing undertones of comedy whether it's in the the sad sack rooms <laughs> yeah. like there's this there's this vision of like new york comedy scene go out do a set on saturday night live and then bust a blonde afterward i don't know who's having those ideas but <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like this vi- these very insecure needy brains internally walking into these 
padded rooms and you know jerking off to a wall and, and then moving on to the next it's one like, screaming at the void <laughs> yeah it's almost it's like being in like a like if chat rooms were a place you could go stand in like that's how <laughs> these open mics feel Funny. because you, you you throw things out there but you don't interact like that's right. how it ends up being like it's not like I'll do 2 minutes and into a room full of these people who aren't listening aren't laughing and then they get up and scream and then we sit and share this space and sometimes maybe you kind of cross paths but it's just it's weird it's a very surreal and it's like fucking hats off to anyone who oh, can of course let's hustle leg it out cuz it is not it is not the funnest thing to do and like i said like 5:30 for an open mic like those guys would plan out they do that and then three more and they're just timed out like you you can't get like a good job or, like that's you know like Sean Patton one of the funniest people i've ever met like he like walked dogs for a decade <laughs> you're because right. yeah. he had to do it to keep the stand up hours to get his reps in and do those early open mics so it's like it sucks like so it is easy to be depressed cuz you're like i'm a fucking 35 year old dog walker who's like fighting for scraps you know but sure. like that's kind of the the what you need to do to keep going like you can't have a, a cushy bar gig it, you gotta be to work at 5 30 it's it's funny you mentioned that because like we we're talking about pulling some sketch stuff out so i do have the old hot rod god hey. folder but more so in like i think I, and i picked I, I i plumbed through here a little bit and i think we mm-hmm. have we'll go over it i think we have some some real winners that we can put uh put a a sketch show together with but i, I feel like was most of the ones we've read all they need is a little spit and polish well there wasn't I mean, a lot of bad ideas in there maybe captain ron to junior the third <laughs> yeah. or whatever like some of those are kind of inaccessible but you could dig something out but and in even the i don't we didn't even go over like i didn't realize how and I should because we've had this podcast, but when it's right in front of you and the folder's named Hot Rod God, but yet that term has been so um, become so, I don't know, um, withdrawn from the term God. Like the first show we wrote is all, all religion. Two sketches huh. about Jesus. Two sketches about God. A sketch about Jesus and God as Joseph's dad. A sketch about an Old Jesus Testament dead. parable. A sketch about a, pa- a cool pastor. I was like, this is so... Working some shit out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so ingrained. But I, I was looking at... I, I can pull it out, but... And I will and pull that, it out. Do you know the name of the show? I was around at that point. That seems like um monkey on my back. Yeah. Well, there is... Uh, so I pull out the actual hot rod God and there was a funny idea is, um, and I forgot about it. It's where a guy actually finds out he's the son of God and his name's just Steve. And so, uh, the idea was, um, the name of it, my two dads. Oh yeah. It's like, where is I, cause it? I remember in one of my notebooks I had, post-it notes with sketches and like back when we needed a theme for everyone so we had our american history one 
And then there was one that was called Gospel According to Jerk. That's it. That's what I see. And it was all of those sketches on that post-it note. Steve Happens. Which seems so... Uh, Steve happens. Steve happens. <laughs> uh, but there's a line in here, Henning, that says uh, Carl Carl Sagan proves no god. So I don't know where that sketch is. But um, anyways, so long story short, I was we, there? Oh, I vaguely remember Carl Sagan proves no god. It's very like now it's rattling around in the recesses of my brain. I feel like the premise was it was just like Henning coming out as Carl Sagan, like on stage doing like sort of like science experiments or magic tricks yeah. to like lure God out of heaven or some something where he was just like, <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I know this one's going to do it. This one's going to do it. Sounds about right too. Right. Does that not seem, maybe that's another old idea, but I was like, I think it was just Carl Sagan on stage doing really hacky just magic tricks or material or science experiments. Asking God to show up. So like or, Carl Sagan believes in God or, or no, like I like, well, if God exists, he'll show up down here. Cause right. watch uh, this shit. Doubting Sagan. Like strike Doubting me Sagan. down. If you do exist, come on. I dare you. That sort of thing. I think so. Yeah. But, um, but like, go ahead. High school, high school science experiments along the way for some reason. I could see it as an interstitial. And check back in with Carl Sagan on stage still. Well, we, still proving still God waiting. doesn't exist. Still. It, still not existing. That was probably the first time I heard who Carl Sagan was. If you don't show up in 30 seconds, I will officially take your place. <laughs> he just then he, he ascends into heaven. <laughs> Angels come down and scoop him up. But on this list of all this work we've put into this and all these writings and schematics and how we're going to lay out the sketch, I found a little note on the side of it. And I'm like, what is that? And it's it's just it's basically this is the amount I have one hundred and seventy eight dollars in my bank account and how I'm going to be able to (laughs) ration that out for the next 30 days. So I was just like, oh, yeah. That's you trudge it out. You make you you sling coffee in the morning, and then you write about the Son of God, Steve. <laughs> and it was a it was it was a blast. <laughs> but 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 so this fellas, if you're ready, I got some. I pulled out. If you're interested, um, I think I got some treats for uh, for possible audio sketches. Oh, but also, real quick, do you guys remember this? Is this, like, something we heard somebody say? And if we already said it on the podcast, I'm sorry. But, so, maybe it's just my bad memory. But it says, my mother-in-law is a proud woman. When she rips ass, Doppler radar picks up the straight line wins even when she tries the left cheek sneak. Oh yes, it was. Uh, now was this? It was the guy it I was worked meant with. To be... It. Oh my god, it might have been. That's what I thought. So we've talked about. We did a sketch where it's called Inner Monologue, and it was talking yes. about somebody working something out. Right. It was just me <laughs> yes. working out what I wanted to tell my shitty boss, who wanted to be a famous improv comic so he could divorce his wife, and this and be on Mad TV. And this, 
I carried this around in my brain for like two hours just repeating it because I was like, I have to know verbatim because he was like, I got a joke for you. I got a joke. And he said, my mother-in-law is a proud woman, you know, when she rips ass, Doppler radar picks up the straight line wins even when she tries a left cheek sneak to silence, obviously, but to immediately like me just going, my mother's a proud woman. My. Straight line wins because I didn't have a break for like two hours and I had to have this. So um, that's what that's from. Okay. We won't do a sketch on that, although I'm sure that we could do something with that. God, I just yeah, because I was like, no, it was a bad, a bad. We wrote bad jokes for a bad stand-up, and it was like, no, these were actual bad jokes from an actual <laughs> non guy who talked about stand-up a lot. But is this a joke? Like, could you? I think it's a. Could we? Penny, what do you think? A witticism? Could we have a debate? It's like, like a, on one side and the other. It's a grizzard grunt. This is a joke. At best. Oh, yeah, sure. I could see that as a grizzard. It's got mother-in-law in there. That's classic. So if you yeah. were to defend this, go in front of Congress mm-hmm. and defend this as a joke, you could point to classic terminology. Mother-in-laws are often in jokes. Farts. Foul la- rips ass. That's a funny foul language. turn of phrase. Do you have a punchline? Proud woman rips ass i guess yeah i don't understand what makes her so is she so proud like i don't get the pride (laughs) thing why is she proud doppler because she had to be she had to be a proud woman before she then suffers a fall because wouldn't that mean she wanted to keep it silent because she's proud she's got pride despite her stinky ass farty ripping ass maybe she's proud you as a female in in the me too movement me too era like you have to be proud of yourself so once you're proud then you can let them rip for the doppler radar left cheek left cheek sneak but it's not a sneak oh even if it's a sneak that's the turn i wish i had this one getting into on that open mic i agree hans that does not it's a combination of funny words put together does that make it a joke it's right. a good question <laughs> doesn't make sense now how can you make this how There's can no you set up right how can you take this and get a laugh out of it uh, i how can you so mm. it won't get a laugh at the beginning can you uh-huh. can you incorporate this into the lincoln ghost screen somehow <laughs> he slides he just slides it he slides a note to the fucking debate announcer he's like oh we have a note from abraham lincoln my Hello. mother-in-law is a pr- ye old proud woman <laughs> mary todd very proud woman when she loads the wagon with her stinky ass i guess what i'm trying to say is can you build this into a sketch verbatim and say it enough times where it will it becomes like the repetition of such a bad quote-unquote joke <laughs> That it becomes yes. funny? Can you do that? If we make it like an MK Ultra, like the Unabomber, like what Ted Kaczynski <laughs> yeah. went through in college. Like, it's like, like it's written on his jail cell wall over and over. Just telling you his bad comedy slowly mm. drives you mad. Right. Or it's like a, um, what's that movie originally it was Sinatra? Where he gets hypnotized and he has to hear a oh, trigger. Manchurian candidate. Could be Manchurian candidate. That's that's a perfect trigger because no one would ever say that phrase. 
those words together like right that would be you'd be at a fancy dinner party and henning would just lean over and be like so my mother-in-law is a proud woman and then <laughs> all right that was that was my mystery could not quite place that all right i'm gonna throw some at you fellas uh uh talk about working shit out keep god out of school 60s segregation video yes that's right they were escorting him out of the school oh oh, okay. oh i was i was <laughs> thinking like when like, the go ahead alabama like with the, where they had to escort those children into the school so like, this one is just them taking God out of the school as people are throwing shit at him. So it's like liberal. It'd be like a current liberal. Like I was seen as like a campaign, like or like a promotional political ad, where it's like we need to keep. So you see, like just God in one school sitting alone, <laughs> and then coming into the next school, or but like maybe he's got like an earring and a ponytail or something, and he's like, you know, rowdy, disruptive. We got to keep God out of school because he smokes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Were we looking online for pro segregation? <laughs> did we find something and then had to imitate it? Oh, where did it come no, from? No, I just think the visualization was funny of like, I mean, look, you're talking to two guys who have seen Forrest Gump. Thank you very much. Between them. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's in my ma- mind. I just see like a scene from Forrest Gump, like it's black and white and grainy, and it's just like you know the National Guard, like physically taking God out of a school, like because he's he's not allowed there anymore. And then God drops the Bible, and Forrest Gump's like, "God, God, you dropped your book. <laughs> dropped your book." <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe it could be audible. Tall tale about a guy who can read and it gets him out of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I like that already. I don't Uh, know. He's not eight feet tall. He can't swing a, an ax like Paul Bunyan. He doesn't have a magical ox. His power is he can he read. He can read. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's even I better because all the other tall tales are just like, wow, Lasso he's got to power over these letters. Yeah, I guess hmm. I, 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 I can hear it almost as like one of those tall tale songs, like Bunyan, hmm. Polly Bunyan. So you got to just come up with another. New you know, his ABCs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Randy Runyon. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Runyon, he knows his words. He's always got a novel he, in his like, bag. Yeah, because you could do it to the Davy Crockett. Like I can just Maybe hear, that's what and I'm he thinking. can he can he can always read. Randy, <laughs> Randy Bunyan. But Randy, if no one else can read said, or write, Runyon. who's he? What's the use of it? Well, who's he like, communicating with? It's like that old children's <laughs> the... book that I can't find. Where for whatever reason this guy can't read and he's like 50 I, you know what that's mean but like this american white male can't read again i'm just saying and he's but he's got a wife and so wait all right I feel so like she would know that so take right? all right let's take all this stuff out take all the all the specifics i took out Let's just put put it this way. This jackass can't read and he purposely didn't learn how to read because he's got a wife who reads for him. Just saying. 
they kind of set that up in the children's book. So one day she has like a dentist appointment. So he's got to pick up all the laundry and he damn, or no, got to pick up all the groceries and he damn near kills himself because he's like, all right, I got to pick up a box of cereal and he picks up a box of dishwashing liquid and then he's got to know the difference you're not blind (laughs) you can't read the labels so i understand like special k looks a lot different than like aqua gel no no but back if this is an older book so it was like soap flakes you know oh gotcha the packaging was not descript it's all everything's white with black letters right exactly so he was gonna pick up like instead of buying cans of water he bought ajax all he buys is knives and bullets (laughs) (laughs) so anyways that's kind of what like so if this is the only guy that can read he's saving everybody like a guy's about to slug back some i don't know tax or something and he's like hey (laughs) there (laughs) try this instead (laughs) exactly randy runyon i don't (laughs) randy runyon Okay, okay, maybe, maybe a song there. Which this... is like you're saying, but then he, if he's pointing out signs, that means then he is the guy who puts puts the signs up first. So is he like sort of mansplaining to these people what like what reading is? Maybe he's Johnny Appleseed, <laughs> uh, right? I... Right. Oh yeah. First he, guy who went words. across the country, Post... labeling everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Label>. Tree. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Dandy Runyon. <laughs> this guy's such a jerk. Yeah, because he makes everybody like, wait, is this the guy that forced school on everybody? We were <laughs> yes. perfectly happy with our hieroglyphs and our hobo signs. You had to come along and make an alphabet. Like, I saw that movie. Um, He's quite- like, yeah, the, the tall tale of like the guy who forces all the, like, just the, you said like forced knowledge. It's like, us coming in and like forcing all the Native Americans into those Christian schools. Like right. we were fine. We had our own language and like belief system. Then old Randy Runyon showed up, made us go to shitty fucking church school. Not even. It's more like teacher Tony came in and was like, no, no, all the shit you guys know is crazy. Let me tell you a little story about Randy <laughs> story about Runyon. <laughs> <laughs> great it's like boring schoolhouse rock just these these incredibly self-aware convoluted but these incredibly self-aware mid-19th century native americans who are just like getting inundated by teacher tony and his assistant beth and they're just shooting all this horrible because we all know that the history of america especially if you look at old history books are like incredibly stupid like the 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 historians of america at that time were like well before dragons came there was george washington (laughs) right it's the guy randy runyon is just the guy who has all that stupid history like george washington chopped down a fucking cherry tree like why was that in a history book Right. Oh, because Randy Runyon told it to me when he was walking through town. Right. They just have to explain everything, and they're lazy. You know why water runs? 
Cause Randy Runyon's got a water wheel and he's walking all down with his fish and his reel. Just like, do you know why water runs? My first response was, cause it's scared. Exactly. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> uh, I think this is shifting from about a guy who can read it just a, a one tall tale guy that a lazy historian goes to just like, or a lazy teacher. Well, Randy Runyon says... Dirt's not food. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. I, this one's like, uh, oh, and you know what I think a really fun interstitial would be? Because I don't even think we talked about this yet, Henning. Is there's a story out there about two sketch comics who are suing SNL because they were finally fed up after seeing mm-hmm. yet a second one of their videos oh, yeah. getting totally tonied from them and i i i love the idea of doing these sketches and then having an interstitial of saturday night live <laughs> coming up with their litigation because we're stealing their ideas <laughs> or just cutting and that's more like visual you just cut back to a, a bad lord michaels like at a whiteboard <laughs> crossing out randy runyon's name <laughs> We lost Runyon. <laughs> what a good name. That again, we are we are great at great at character names. Uh, here we go. Uh, speaking of SNL, I read a uh, the Washington Post had an article about Chevy Chase. I know all about it. And yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I'll give that a read. And so of course they like go into like how everyone thinks he's an asshole. And like then his very troubling childhood. But what I loved because like by the time we got to the end, I was just like, "Oh, but right." I still don't feel bad for Chevy Chase because he's still a fucking asshole. Like they didn't address like all of the mean shit he said to people. They were just like, "It's kind of like com a type of comedy." Right. <laughs> it's like no, he was like a fucking dickhead. And like washed his hands after he shook hands with a a gay man because he was like I don't want to die of AIDS, like it, that's just cruel. It was a left like, cheek sneak joke. It's a non joke, or uh, no, it's cruelty. Yeah, I that Washington Post piece was interesting because it came out of Chevy Chase. Like, because I I read a piece about the piece. Oddly enough, it was about this move where Chevy Chase was basically going was pulling some poor me shit. Where it was like, nobody yeah. wants to work with me. Nobody Everybody's still me. making, you know, everybody I used to work with still making movies and they're reviving all these shows and this and that. But because he, he, he lives upstate and shit and he's got like yeah. money troubles and shit and his kids kind of no, don't want to talk to him. The like stack of the very meager stack of scripts he has to read. Yeah, that, like, that's what he talked about. They're like yeah. Randy Runyon's. We should send him a script. <laughs> oh, but at this, but then like. You're still fucking getting scripts, and the reason you're not getting enough is because you're you've been an asshole on all the projects you've been working on. And you, no, the... <laughs> if you want, sorry, if you want no. just a very visual, very visual confirmation that a cruel, dirty soul will start to show itself externally, just take a look at Chevy Chase. He just yeah. melted. Like, he used to be, like, this super handsome, 
Like it did not take long before Chevy Chase, like, like a gob, like, like he probably does have goat legs, like his <laughs> amulet or whatever was running out of fluid and he was slowly becoming <laughs> right. a pig man. That portrait, the portrait of Chevy Chase. Right. Or the rose is the, the, the pellets or the petals are slowly dripping off the Chevy rose. No, because he, I, he, like, in the article, he goes into, like, I was very, I wasn't happy with Lauren. I invited him to my daughter's wedding, and I asked him if I could host SNL, and Lauren Michaels just was like, no. Right. You can't, because you're all, you're, no one wants to see you, you mean old fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting, because even in this, because it's an interview, too, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He, and he's kind of shitty to the interviewer. And he's shitty like about SNL. He yeah, fucking he says, it's shit, says it's shit now. It's like what? Like you you can't yeah. get out of your own way. No, I heard him he on just... Norm Macdonald's show, shitting on everybody, uh, yelling the intro. That was his main thing. Does Norm Macdonald like his you uh, his Netflix show? Yeah. Does he have a new season out or something? That's the last last time I saw Chevy. Oh, I don't know if I saw that one. Oh yes, I no, I take it back. Either. I did see it. I did see it. It was like I started I started live from Saturday night and I said it stately and with gravitas. These pe- these kids nowadays just yell it. That's not how it's supposed Come to be. On, you what old a cranky fucking butthole. Can... And it's like I watched the whole season and a half you were on. It's not that fucking funny, dude. <laughs> Like, for you just to be like, no, it's bullshit now. Back when I was on it, it was the best. But why are you watching you Saturday Night Live? Right? Exactly. What about it? It's like a calls out to you, Chevy Chase. You're 30 years older than I am, and I don't even feel the need to watch it. Guess what? For children. My phone's not ringing off the hook with projects, and I got better shit to do than watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't even have a meager stack of scripts. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do. It's called Hot Rod God. Speaking I only of... watch SNL anymore to make sure they don't crib any of any more of our stuff. I know exactly. from out we the folder. Be a head on a swivel. Fucking Randy Runyons. Um, let me see. Let me. I'm gonna pick out two more. Well, I'm gonna show you this one because I think mm-hmm. I want you guys to. Well, I know the answer. We had there's. It's so spicy, I think. And at the time, it's just good to look back and see like what you think is funny and acceptable is not anymore. This is called Help for Humps, a charity to help find hunchbacks new jobs. Okay. I guess if you're going like classic sense, like if in the sketch we get them out of the bell tower and get them in the courtroom. <laughs> I guess that's funny, right? Right, if they're like Igors and work for <laughs> mad scientists. I, that actually makes a right. lot more sense. I was thinking like, I was like, God, we're being mean to somebody with a, you know, with a with a hump. That Maybe that's me like backseat driving, but like, that's how I'm going to save it so I don't sound like a fucking elitist ableist douchebag so i don't think we'll do help for humps but that's actually a funny idea though because like if you get quasimodo what like a gig like as a prosecutor oh and then he could become the best (laughs) like southern lawyer yes matt lockett 
I might be a hunchback bell tower goblin, but (laughs) actually that's a little too close to, uh, speaking of SNL, a really good SNL sketch, I think, and character. You guys might know where I'm going, might have different opinions, but uh, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, I always thought was a really funny sketch. Phil Hartman, right? Phil Hartman. Um, where he played like a, a caveman, but it was, you know, late 80s SNL. So he had like that silky shark skin suit. He had the, the Cro-Magnon <laughs> just... face, but the slick back hair. Dennis Miller hair. Yes, he had Dennis Miller yeah. hair. And he would like, uh, like play like the victim. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're seeing because see, I'm scared of fire. And I don't understand how these monsters with four round wheels work. And then he'd like sit down and he'd be like, I want you to put 200 down on the cubbies. And like on his cell phone. I don't know. That was a pretty funny sketch. But so the Quasimodo sketch might be a little derivative. But uh, let's see. I got um, this one is interesting because i don't know i i pulled it because it's it's really really weird it's called lord chuzzlewick's candy board members argue and i, I was like oh a good board member sketch board, <laughs> mem- go- board members arguing over what ingredients their historical figure candies would be any luck on that? <laughs> I, I see an avenue that I will not turn down, but I, Lord Chuzzlewick's... I love the name. Oh, yeah. Is Chuzz- this where Charleston Chew came from? No, this is... That's that's new lore I discovered since moving down south and made up myself <laughs> in my dreams. <laughs> Board members I arguing... I think we can save something there. What? I, don't know, I don't necessarily like the historical candy ingredients because then you get into Spice Town. I don't know what. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand the spice area you're thinking of. Like if you get into like, who, like what historical figure figure would you make chocolate? Got it. Didn't even see. I didn't even go there, man. I don't see candy colors. <laughs> Except for white chocolate, chocolate, is, chocolate. is bad. And it's not real chocolate. Yeah. And people like milk chocolate more than they like dark chocolate. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> milk chocolate privilege. Um, like, uh, and who is Lord Chuzzlewick? He's like a Willy Wonka. I would assume. Sounds That's why CEO I like the guy. name. Because then we, we have a, a new Willy Wonka analog to add to the toy box so what would a historical figure candy be an ingredient no idea so like would somebody be nuts or would like george washington have cherries in it or it be so full of sugar (laughs) that it hurt your teeth the thing we're talking and it's too (laughs) pedestrian like right like this is a conversation someone has had about like i'm gonna make the george washington bar well, you better put cherries in there. That's oh, so really? funny. Actually, that's a misconception. <laughs> he didn't chop the. Oh, right. okay. There has to be Maybe something that's the to sketch. get the sketch. It's just really boring. We can get old uh, Randy Bunyan in there, Randy Runyon, and just like. Uh, actually, you can't put cherries in there. That is a misconception. 
uh, George Washington was allergic to cherries. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that was a myth. And you should make it soft because he, uh, his teeth. Uh, did you know? Did you know his teeth were made out of leather? Um, <laughs> um, in the in the Caesar chocolate bar, there's nuts in the shape of daggers that just chew up your mouth. Could have that <laughs> broken glass. But then somebody in the audience has to be like, "Oh yeah, Caesar was. I guess he was stabbed. I don't like. I mean, that's, that's asp poison in Cleopatra's. This is stupid. Yeah. No, but that's why it's it, it's so stupid. It's it's so. There stupid. has to be something that makes the board members mad enough to get up and yell at each other. Otherwise, it's I, not a funny. It doesn't no, build to anywhere. Thing. I don't. I don't see the the angle in it like i don't see the gag how did we come up with the sketch version of your old boss's <laughs> crappy joke it's the same thing the more you peel that onion the more you're just like i don't see why this would be funny or how we could make it funny is it like a play on like candies like is it lb jolly ranchers and were we in a big candy craze is this the mini our minneapolis candy craze days like i don't Board members arguing over, and that's when you want a few more notes. Board members arguing over what ingredients their historical figure candies would be. Maybe it's yeah, like, like the Chuzzlewit character going insane and like insisting on these crazy ingredients that no one could ever get, and this and the money people around him are like, oh, actually, we can't. Um, <laughs> Lord Chuzzlewit, we appreciate where this company came from, but <laughs> we can't literally have. Uh, asps, asp poison, and Thomas Edison's farts in in our candy. You mean you can't put tractor parts in my Ford bar? <laughs> so stupid. And Chuzzlewick's. So I mean, ta- it's taking so much effort to like just even <laughs> dig it out. Uh, I, I yeah. Uh, and, it and... was missing the joke. I feel like it. Whoever wrote that idea got distracted by something and then didn't write the punchline. Because if there was a punchline on there, like the big reveal is, it's like chocolate covered mummies. I don't know. That's not funny. But at least it's something. <laughs> it is something. Right. There's usually uh, opening in our in our sketch ideas. There's usually an opening sentence and then, uh, but actually, something right. else. There's like. The rim shot. There's no rim shot in that. Did did it go somewhere like say, where it's very pedestrian? Where it's like, all right, our Washington bar is going to have cherries. All right, our Lincoln bar is going to be shaped like logs. All right, we're going to have to have a, a Calvin um, Coolidge, which is going to be icy mint, and you know our uh, uh, our Jackie Kennedy's going to taste like tuna, man. Or is it something like that? <laughs> It is now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just I just picture us being very pedestrian, and then that's our that's not and that we often did a shock turn, but maybe there was like a race shock turn. So it is very much like, you know, it's gonna be you know uh, James Buchanan's fruity. You know, I don't know because <laughs> because no one in the audience would get that hypothetical <laughs> that James Buchanan, Buchanan was the first gay president. Um, but yeah, he skittles. I don't know. the The punchline is James Buchanan skittles. I could see us trying to get away with it. 
Well, like here's I saw this and this may be like a, a heavy handed segue, but I wrote the note down because I saw it a while ago. And there's this commercial, and this is because we're like talking about like turns, like gross turns. It's all of these like middle aged and older men walking towards. It's a medicine commercial walking towards the camera, like holding like heirloom tomatoes and like gourds and odd shaped phallic looking vegetables mm. i was like what the fuck is this and it was like i first noticed it at work so i watched it without the sound on and it's for all i can tell it's for a medicine to help fix your ugly penis <laughs> like there's no joke like they're holding these ugly warty bent looking vegetables and I was like, this is literally just for ugly dick, medicine for an ugly dick, and it is. <laughs> I gotta find You gotta look it up. I I'm trying to remember the name of it. So that's <laughs> again So I thought I was like, that's absurd because it is it, it's just like silver haired white dudes and lands end <laughs> things like walking towards the camera. And I was like, that's such a funny idea because it is as crude as it sounds. It's just dick medicine. But I was like, what if we did an audio commercial? Because then you can just play all the goofy sound effects for like, we will be that that is. Yes, that is based on the premise that like there has to be a gold standard. And I've watched enough yeah. footage in my day. There's like there's some buttes out there. But whoever came up with ugly penis medicine is going to be richer than those scumbags that, it's, that got people hooked on opioids. Yeah, sc- because ninety nine point nine per like it's just it's an un. We've had the discussion. Let's not body shame, but penises. Come on, come on. They're making up a problem that doesn't really exist. Because yes. they're all, in order and to not because it. they're all buttes. It's because they're all hideous lumpy right. vegetables the, like you said sterling example of like the picture perfect like there isn't because they're they're hideous things there it's the alien that comes out of the alien's mouth like even a good <laughs> yeah. hearty number one grade a is still got a fucking vein structure that's that <laughs> yeah, that looks not... like it's that looks like it has a headache. You know what I mean? That like it's <laughs> oh, yeah, come on, like so. Just yeah. So the you know how privileged it's like you said, silver-haired Lanzen. Do you know it's all white, old white dudes? I mean, how have nothing but money they and, have, and you nothing... want a little warding and and rigid for. You know, and that's the thing. Forty for her pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing, though. Who wants a perfectly smooth, smoothie pinky? Exactly. Then you just have like a like a no shaft. No one wants like a a machine part. Just a smooth, (laughs) like that. That makes me sick thinking of that. (laughs) (laughs) And not because like not because it's a penis, but like a perfectly. Like spherical, sheen, like, like soft, like come on, you got injection have... molded. Yes, exactly, like a Ken Ken doll. Right, yeah, smooth. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I gotta look up this ugly penis medicine, and just how amazing is it that somebody is so bored that they're just mm-hmm. like, I've got such an ugly. And there are. It sounds like these are older guys who've already been 
assaulting their wives with these ugly monkey penises for years and years who do they want it's like it's like an older guy that wants to like like you should be healthy yes people should walk yeah get yourself out there don't become a total slug but like come on these all these guys with the the like like the human growth hormone it's like oh yeah or yeah. I, mean, I mean to each his own but like who are you trying to impress your wife come on <laughs> she she's hated you for a decade she hated you since the day she married you what are you and she she definitely isn't gonna fucking swoon over a she's gonna be like perfect shaft perfect schlong she's gonna be like we're trying to put our fucking kids through college and you're taking you know like liquid sheen you're taking schlong juice you know (laughs) no but it is and I was just like this is not real and just watch it and it's not an STD thing it's like for guys with curved dicks Oh, it's for it. And it's a pill. Well, all right. So I have heard that and I haven't seen, but I will now that we're having this talk. There is some type of like there is an actual thing called this isn't about making it isn't about enlarging the hog. Right. It's talking about curvature. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, like it It looks like a disgusting old warty <laughs> no. squash. We're not talking warts here, but so there is something called micropenis. I, I I didn't believe it until Casey, you and I were at like a barbecue with somebody and she's like, yeah, he had like a tiny little baby's wiener and it was, it ended things. And I was like, oh, this poor guy, like, because yeah. he's probably like a good guy, but she was just like, no, seriously, like I can't. Like it wasn't a guy with a small penis who can be like, no baby, but I can, you know, it's 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 ocean about the it's ocean, about my dog. tongue and your crack, you know, it's not about look that. how smooth <laughs> it is though, right? <laughs> so there, you feel bad for that, but then there's also I've heard like there's it's called like whaling or something or like you know when an orca's been out too long and or it's been in oh, captivity, like Willy? yeah, like where a guy's penis is so curved it Wilted curves back fin? in on itself. Like a fiddlehead or something, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> fiddlehead fern. Yeah. So like that, if it's medicine, but like I can't imagine some type of medicine that makes like a legit. And I'm doing it with my yeah. finger right now for you listening. Like mm-hmm. actual medicine that decurves a part of your body. That that would would that would that it's make, just an opiate? Can that just fix my really finger that up. got stubbed by a yeah. basketball too? Yeah. Can I fix my old crook nose? (laughs) (laughs) nose Hans, you've been putting your dick, your schlong juice on your face, dude. Well, you know, curve pills. (laughs) So I guess, but so if it doesn't get rid of warts and lumps and like slack, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. They don't get into, they tightens up some muscles or something. Does it just? That's does it, I don't know if it's a pill or if it's a topical treatment. Does it curl it's back not a the uncircumcised part? <laughs> now you're normal. It just puts a a little brown bag over it. That's what it should be, and that's <laughs> just what cover it up. And who are these guys spending so much time looking at their ugly dicks that they're like, and that they want to f- like, just come on, dude. Watch it's watch TV. I don't know. Yeah, just do something. Go for a walk. 
you're, like, you're, you're okay. 60. Who cares? Like, it's fine. You made it this far. Yes, that's what I think that should apply to a lot. And unfortunately, a lot of people feel the need to correct things that are just part of aging. Maybe start smoking a Rejuvenate pipe. Rejuvenate things. Get a pipe in your mouth. Yes. Get a new <laughs> something. Uh, oh my God! This will be uh, I, uh, this will be perfect. And this I hope is me and Meg is like. Of course you hope it's you. This guy was this guy doesn't give a shit about his ugly dick and guess what he's fucking got one we were driving <laughs> we were driving today about to take a left-hand turn and it's a long light so I, this guy pulls up uh perpendicular to us on a ratty yellow moped but like one of those scooters with like the you know like a vespa kind of but an off brand he's an mm-hmm. older guy mm-hmm. he's got a track suit on like a windbreaker 80s track suit he's got like black business slip-ons so they're like you can find them at walmart i think the brand is like like a loafer like a norm like a nord mcronaldson or something like they're based on like clark bostonians if you know those but they're yes they're fake leather slip-ons so he's got a a windbreaker tracksuit on, fake leather slip-ons, black socks. His tracksuit doesn't quite cover the fact that he's got business shoes on. He's got a <laughs> fucking corncob pipe sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> and old school foam headphones on. And I was just like, this guy is living the dream. And Meg's like, you would say that. I was like, what do you mean? Like, this guy's like, he's just sitting, sucking on his pipe, on his moped, about to take a turn onto the road. And she's like, he's probably been kicked out of his home. And he doesn't have a job. That, and his car's been seized. That's why he's got a moped. But I didn't see that. I just saw a guy who's like, he's cool with his ugly curves, dick. He, he doesn't need to take a pill for it. He just... You know, loads up some more of that cherry wood tobacco, hops because he doesn't want to like, smoke out his wife's car, so he hops on his moped. Yeah, he hops on his moped to take a couple toots on the old pipe. Comfort, go with comfort. What is you know? And then he's listening to a podcast or something on his, or I don't know, a guy. He was old. He's probably like sixty. You know, he's probably listening to you know Bachman Turner Overdrive or something. You know? <laughs> No, it's true. How do you know he's not living his best life? That's he, the best him there can be. And and if he's not, at least he is in somebody's head, right? He's not delivering something. It doesn't look like he's dressed to go somewhere. He's just driving. He's, he's dressed joy, to go man. smoke he's his pipe. He was probably heading, the direction he was going was towards the ocean. He's probably going to drive his fucking <laughs> moped into the ocean and <laughs> right. end it all. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> watched enough cartoons he knows you can breathe underwater if you stick your pipe up far enough oh that is so like wes andersonian to see that and then just have him drive off into the distance into like just into the like as he hits the beach it slow motion is like we did slow motion into the ocean and just floats away and then the moped floats up to the top and you just see the that's what i'm saying like like the moment he hits the water he just has to act like a dead body like no thrashing no nothing (laughs) he just the instant he touches water just flat so good 
We've got our whole lives ahead of us. Ahead of us. Right? <laughs> right? Remember that? Water cooler sketch? Yeah. I, yep. yeah what, hmm. It's ringing a bell. So it's two it kids. The... It's a non sequitur. It's the big like ending to our water cooler sketch. For those of you that don't know it, you can find it on Jerk Practice on YouTube. Enjoy. But at the end, it's like two mountain men like having a conversation and they have a water cooler in the mountain. And then it's mm-hmm. two kids in a pool who are like, life is like we've got our whole you, lives to live. Because we've just watched all of these different – there's two women drinking out of the sink as they were doing dishes. It was just these different vignettes of people drinking out of a water cooler. But the one with the kids was you, Hans. You jump out of the pool with a glass in your hand. A water cooler cone. So you come cone. Up out of the water with, with water and then you drink – and then there's a dead body and, next to me, though. And that's the deal. I'm like, yeah. we got our whole lives ahead of us, right? And I right? just push this floating dead body. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't think this would fly now. Uh, when we shot that, we shot that in a YWCA during a kid's yeah. swim. So we went in oh, there yeah. with a video camera. An adult. I wasn't that old. I was probably like mm-hmm. 20, but like. And you guys just filmed me in a pool with like all these kids in a free swim swimming around a pool. No, I was the dead body. And he was the dead you body. You were the dead body. Casey. So Henning okay. probably had the camera. They would fucking <laughs> line you out. They would ride you out of town, Randy Runyon. <laughs> oh, man, no amount of book learning would save, save us that day. You'd be teaching the prisoners in the library, Henning, about Carl Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no permission. Just trying to nope, get whatever it, shot we could where we could. We knew, What's that you, phrase? We knew better Don't than to ask, ask permission. Don't ask for permission. Just yeah. ask for forgiveness. And just say, no, one more. One more one more shot and we're out of here, dude. One more shot and we're out of here. We had to do that a lot. And yeah. we had dude, we just a won. giant camera, too. <laughs> oh, yes. was impossible to hide. Oh, yes. oh, man, we were rocking the cannon back then. Well, so but it was we, like, yeah. maybe if we had my little camcorder, like that... Don't you think a little camcorder's look... worse though? The kind of hiding it. The, the size gave it professional. Yep. You don't need no pills for that cannon. Yeah. That baby was cherry. Yeah. Che- that was a George Washington bar. <laughs> no, you're right. The size of it. People were like, "Oh, they must be from WCCO." <laughs> they must have permission. They're from the news or a local television show. Oh man got our whole lives ahead of us so hopefully that uh gentleman spurned something um yeah and uh we can come back so for you out there listening you just got a pretty decent taste of a of the beginnings of a of a sketch meeting a riff sesh a riff sesh bringing a few treats to the table bring a little I think Randy Runyon was the hit, right? I think I think we'll walk away with Randy Runyon for this one. Yeah. And uh uh I gotta be honest, Randy Runyon and Chuzzlewick is something there. And <laughs> Link, Lincoln's yeah. Lincoln's ghost scream or something. That was a good one. Yeah. And Too so bad. we got Just so much audio. stuff. And somebody, I dare you, try and make this joke into a joke. Into Let a joke. Snake. Make this joke into a joke. Just keep saying it. It'll be funny eventually. Car- this it's like a Cohen. 
this would be like Carl Sagan. If he could make this joke funny, it's proof of God. God. <laughs> he just crushes. That's just the name of his special. It's the whole joke. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good. Oh, man. Maybe that's how we get around it, was we know what the joke is. It's kind of like that old Monty Python sketch where the Nazis develop a joke so funny mm-hmm. or the, that it kills people. Like, I just love the tension of us not telling the audience what the joke is. And then when we do, it's that. <laughs> so, oh, what the fuck is this? That is there. That's so funny. Like, like just has that like leading it's up. So underwhelming. It has the, weird. it has the vibe of a, like a pre comedy joke. It's in like language that's so old that it's been lost in translation. Like it might have been funny a thousand years ago. Right. This was on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Passing in between monks. But what if it. Yeah. What if it. And but what if the setup for it. This could even be interstitially. What if the setup for it is so vague, but it's so grandiose about the vague? Like, joke takes world by storm. You know, yeah. Do, 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 joke do. saves day. Do, 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 joke, joke, joke. And then you come back and it's like, uh, one night only, joke is back. And da, da, da. and then at the end, you just it's just one guy going <laughs> up and going, <clears throat> my mother-in-law is a proud woman. And then <laughs> don't give anybody anything after that. Just end with that. Don't it, and I was going to say, like, crickets, but don't even give them the crickets. No. But give yeah, them 60... You need to hear people breathing. We need to try and recreate what it sounded like to be on an open mic stage at, at Eastville Comedy. Yes. You hear wheezing, wheezing breath. <coughs> <coughs> Somebody drops their cell phone or a pen. Oh, and that was the yep. thing with Eastville, though, is at least at a lot of open uh, – not to bring it back because I know we're, we're wrapping up. But the thing about Eastville that made it even more depressing – is yes, it was early, but they also didn't like uh, their drinks were so expensive that none oh, of the comics yeah. could afford a drink, so nobody could even have a drink to the point where they didn't even have a bartender mm. on staff. It was so regular that nobody would get a drink. <laughs> so like the jan, if somebody like had enough money to get a cocktail, the janitor would be like, "All right, I'll, I think I got some vodka back here." <laughs> the MC has the to call a pause in the comedy to go get the guy a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was a depressing room. I was, and not then, only was it depressing, Abraham Lincoln actually died there. It's haunted. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna scream, but I'd wake my uh, yeah. Right. The the sad the uh, uh, unfortunately my daughter's asleep, but I wanted to just break your eardrums right there. <laughs> just let let her go. Give us an old Hans Frywell classic. Yeah, as Mitch Screecher. yeah, as Mitch would say, what he's like. Like I think he even said it at my wedding. It's like he's like one thing about Hans is acting; he doesn't hold back. <laughs> so backhanded <laughs> from the like the, the one actor I res- like respect. Uh, um, all right, left cheek sneakers. All right, let's do it. Let's go work on some mother, some killer mother-in-law material. I'm co- I'm working on a historical figure. That's what I'm. That's what's going to keep me up tonight. It's obs- it's gonna yeah. It's just in your brain now. <laughs> I, this needs to make sense. I have to make sense of this. 
Abraham Lincoln's gonna haunt my dreams. Yeah. And Casey, of... you'll be haunted by my old boss, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's out outside my window right now. All right, fellas. We'll see you later. Right. Yeah, right. definitely, dude. Oh wait, we didn't. Hold on. Did you hit? Oh, we didn't end it. We didn't introduce oh, yeah. it. Neither. Neither. Are you still recording? Yes. Casey, you're not, right? No, I am. Oh, you are? Oh, this is the best mm-hmm. way to end it. I am recording still, too. <laughs> Who wants to introduce it? Henning, you did introduce gonna... it. Henning, you did introduce it. I said welcome back. We didn't introduce ourselves. Well, this has been the Jerk Practice Con... Uh, podcast contest you messed it up that's why we didn't introduce (laughs) it (laughs) how about we just ended then yeah jerk practice jerk practice sketch boys love to reminisce yeah ruby you record the promo right now how many rates and reviews ten Ten, fifteen, and what can they do about it? That was just a taste of the madhouse that this is right now. Thanks for listening. I now we have to go back and re-explain the evil wizard of Michael Jordan's bad taste. I will take that audio from you, Henning, and I will cold tag it and I will fill in the blank spaces <laughs> on my... make it sound like a conversation that we never had that's gonna be great I don't usually have the idea for the cold tag so soon but ask and you <laughs> should before we even start it I guess welcome back to the jerk practice yes we're talking, uh, we're talking Michael Jordan's mansion Sitting out there. We will under... be. <laughs> cold. Look out for the cold tag. Sitting out in a lonely hole in central Illinois. Oh, God, that reminds me. I have to I have to send you guys this picture. I'm just going to describe it to you. I found it on the it's, – it's a bad tattoo, mm. but because we're talking about it and we've had the discussion, I'll find it on my phone and send it to you guys, but – it is a picture of Michael Jackson. Oh boy. Wearing a Bulls jersey, <laughs> a Michael Jordan jersey. Yes. And he has Mike Tyson's face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this amazing. Like, you look at it and you're like, wait, what? I, I get Michael Jackson. I get Michael Jordan, MJ, MJ, Mike Tyson? MT. Yeah, but that doesn't fit. That's the greatest mics of all time. Oh, yeah, it's all great Mike. Michael, and he's got Michael Bloomberg shoes on. <laughs> His stature. He's a very, it's a very small tattoo. Very hunchy. Uh, but there's other MJs. Isn't there another MJ? Michael uh, J. Fox. He's got Michael J. Oh, Fox's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> There's a Michael, but there's another MJ, Michael. Ma- Magic Johnson? Magic Johnson's an MJ. Could have a half Bulls, half it. half LA Lakers jersey, oh, as you'd see. Mashup jerseys that they just cut them in half and sew them back together. 
Yeah, somebody in the the, the like the late or early two thousands craze of uh, professional team logos really needed to go. Like the like if you support like I don't support a team, I support the NFL. So it's just got everybody's right. logo on the hat. I was gonna say, there's, <laughs> I've seen enough pairs of those jeans where it's like so <laughs> thorough. It even has the logo for each division. Thank you very much. I like that. <laughs> That's the like Western that. Conference logo as well. Yeah, yeah. Somebody early logo craze, you know, like one one good logo. Henny, you're an animator. You're a, you guys are artists. One good logo. Designed a few need. logos. Ooh, I I think we need a. It it is about time seeing all the podcast madness going on out there. It's time for a new jerk practice logo on the iTunes. Maybe it should be many logos. <laughs> uh, every, <laughs> including a bull's logo. <laughs> what what do you mean by the logo craze of the 90s there were just a lot of them suddenly yeah like... i think Henny, it was cheaper to buy a jacket with everett and i don't know why but i would see it you're like oh he's one of those guys because it would just be a jacket with every professional sports team logo on it. I think it all started with, no pun intended, the starter jacket, right? Mm-hmm. And then everybody got a mini. Everybody then that okay. So there was the big logo craze of ninety six. Yeah, but they yeah, got really yeah. big. They got too big. Yeah, whole backsplash. <laughs> and right. then when the colors of the jacket matched the logo, they went nuts. Completely branded. Forget players. It was all about the logo. You drafted a logo, not a player. <laughs> this year's first round logo draft pick. Actually, that's a funny idea for a sketch. Like that, not the draft. Obviously, you can't draft a logo. Although I'm sure we could make it work. But Henning, right up your alley, you could draft a logo designer. So like hot out yes. of art school, we're drafting like the hot new logo designer. Oh, I think Dimitri's going in the late first round. Have you seen some of his new fonts? Those, those Charlotte Hornets, those bee stings are sharp. <laughs> I want, yeah. Well, it goes back to we always would talk of like, and it's like I forget why it came up, Henning, but we would always. You had a thing about uh, food logos that are eating themselves. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like Still a pig that. for a barbecue <laughs> place. Who's like right. eating his own leg? Or the eating pig with the pig. fork holding a <laughs> piece of bacon and a very conspicuous hole in his own belly. Uh, <laughs> there's like a there's a classic. So that could be the logo yeah. draft because that's or like low tier logo. A crab like, like hot tubbing in a boiling <laughs> pot of water. <laughs> Sprinkling in his own East Bay or whatever it is. Old yeah. Bay. That is yeah, you never that never gets but there's something, even though that's like horrible, and I don't even eat meat. There's something that it's like cute about that. I don't know what it is. I love it. It's like when uh, they're like just thinking about like somebody participating in their own soup gets me every time. <laughs> like even maybe it goes back to like I always thought the funniest scenes were like in like the Looney Tunes when Bugs Bunny was like. Ha da dee da da day, like oh yeah, and then 
like the carrot. The, the buddy, like the, he gets tricked into the pot, right? And he's like, "Ooh, Bob, this is getting a little toasty." And the guy's chopping carrots, and I'm always like, "Man, those carrots look so good." And I bet, like, he, <laughs> like I liked baths as a kid, so like, <laughs> oh, that's right, your wheelhouse then. Yeah, a nice soupy bath. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I've never done it, but now that we're just talking, I could eat a bath full. Like I could sit in my own it's soup. Like a, it's a, it's a, could a you bath. like I could eat a, bath a savory, me. savory bath bomb? Like something that's like, Ooh, this is a hickory bath bomb. So it smells like a, yeah, a could, nice chili yeah, in could, your bathroom as you're like, no, I'm bathing. Cause you get, you know, where you get the hickory bath bomb, it it comes as an add-on with your art of shaving kit or your, you know, <laughs> yeah, the your, man, hipster, your hipster male man, man box, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's definitely like, a... ooh, what smells like beef blood? <laughs> oh, I just drew a bath. <laughs> <laughs> but it would, I'm sure they're out there. It's like a cedar chip and dynamite, you know. <laughs> let's be honest the the um the men's flavors have gotten a bit out of hand any casey you have a beard i don't know if you oil your beard but if you ever walk down like a beard oil line you're just like oh come on guys i don't i've been tempted but i am put off again by like you said like the the sense cold like dust and the grease yeah no, they're either like that, Henning. Like they're too cheeky. Like I use use Old Spice, and I don't mind their like silly advertising, like for the sense of the uh, deodorant. But like it's too, it gets gets too much. Like you said, it's like axle grease and women. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I just I just want a nice to keep my face soft. I uh, smell like a strip club. That's what I got. I got. I can. I'll send she you guys a horn dogs. I got an aftershave that's called like pinods, pinods, p i n a u d s, like flower grease or something. But it's like it's seriously from the Great Depression. It was three dollars. <laughs> it's like Old Spice is there, Casey. But this, the mm-hmm. smell of it, because I was like, just give me something that's. Simple. I don't shave that much. I'll splash it on like a uh-huh. a a thin, like not like a pinky nail of this essence is like like people wouldn't sit next to me. It's so <laughs> it's like gasoline, Henny. Like it's it has it doesn't smell like gasoline, but that intensity of aroma is what you get off of it. Um, like a WD forty smell. Yeah, but like slightly floral. It's kind of like you're putting like Fernet Branca on your face or something. Actually, it's actually that's exactly what that smells like. Or one for you, one for the face, one for you, one for the. And Henning, speaking of Fernet Branca, which is like an herbal liqueur, you need to okay. drink something in Chicago that I keep hearing about. Oh, is what's it called? A grupal Malort. Malort. That's what it is. Malort. You need to have a suckle of Malort, Henning, because I keep he- it's like this old school like herbal bitter liquor, and apparently it was going under. It's only like around Chicago, and then it was owned in the family. And the last heir, she was like ninety years old, and she just 
like the 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 company was going to go out like nobody were drink was drinking it and a marketer got in touch with her and he said hey here's the deal you have no social media presence you have no advertising i'll tell you what i'll do i'll take on your account for free and if i don't double your sales within six months you don't have to pay me if i do i'd like to be compensated and what he did is he brought it on social media and part of the campaign was will you uh anybody out there uh can vote on uh the next slogan for malort and whatever whatever gets the most votes will be on the bottle all the advertising from now on and he did it and true to their word they did it and henning i don't know if you're looking it up but the winner of the advertising campaign is pretty amazing do you remember it casey i did no i I was just gonna say i didn't know any of that i just know about malort like just what you said about the it was like a local to chicago yeah sort of digestive and Mm. just working at the bar talking to people from chicago they're like oh yeah man that shit is fucking nasty. Oh yeah. But you need to have it. You've got to try it. It's like I'm trying to trying to work out the translation here because I like I looked it up. There's an umlaut, like mal as in bad and ort as in uh, worse. <laughs> yeah. bad, bad times or something. Bad place. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's kind of what, the, the, what so the I've rep- heard from people was like you'll find yourself in a bad, bad spot. The reputation of it is the it's supposed to be the worst tasting liquor. I see. Mm-hmm. So the slogan. Yeah, and it's all. Go ahead. Oh, go I was ahead. just gonna say, when living in New York, like back when Fernet took off again, mm-hmm. part of their marketing campaign was Fernet reps would go to like cool bars, yep. and they're like. We're going to give you a bunch of free bottles of Fernet, but if you guys do a shift shot or if you do a shot with somebody, please have it be this, and we'll get, we'll, we'll keep hooking you up. So then it became the bartender's shot. Interesting. And, like, that's how it took on. And then it t- takes on all of those, like, urban myths about, like, you don't get as drunk oh. and it's better for your stomach, but you're just drinking, like, table spicy table wine like yeah really uh, i mean it's the same way when we first moved to new york like i hadn't really drank jameson mm. but when we moved to new york that's when that was like the bartender's shorthand yes. like oh yeah you got a jameson at a bar it was like do you work in a bar are you a bartender that's so absolutely true 100 percent, 100 percent. so Fernet just took that that strategy because there's a place in Brooklyn called Union Pool. Sure. It's in Williamsburg. And they sell the most amount of Jameson on the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's been cultivated to, like, if if you're a scumbag, you're going to have a Jameson. <laughs> okay. Like, no, but like, that's how they sell it. Like, it's a yes. total, like, trash bar, dive it, bar. It's and hipster it's like, whiskey. Yeah, no, exactly. For sure, a hundred percent. They um, so Malort. I don't know if you saw it, Henny, but did they show you the slogan that actually won that year? I think it was a few years ago, but it was confirmed on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Um, no, it tastes like pencil shavings and heartbreak. That says was, John Hodgman. That was one of them. That was one of them. <laughs> but the one that actually won was uh, Malort because your pants won't shit themselves. <laughs> 
And that was up on all the billboards, on all <laughs> on all the bottles for a while. And that's how you sell bottles of Malort, because people see that and go, that's cool. Ooh, I got to try that. That gets gifted for everybody's birthday. You get it for your friend or mm-hmm. the guy at the office. Like, do you, Whether you drink it or not, you paid for the bottle of Malort. Do you know what on the theme of that is and why that um, – uh, reaffirms or uh, reaffirms our belief that it just shows that if somebody goes out there and says, Hey Donald, you're a piece of shit. It'll work. Yeah. It'll be on a t-shirt. It'll work. <laughs> we you just got to get the right messenger. Mm. That's right. I don't think it's Julian Castro. <laughs> what Just happened saying. now? No, nothing. I've been out of town. <laughs> no, nothing. No, he didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't. You know what? I'm, this is gonna be the isn't gonna be the anti Castro. He didn't he didn't rub me right. Not rub. He actually sounds really great. And just I don't. I'm not. I'm not throwing my hat in his ring because that's what people do. <laughs> so <laughs> candidates throw their hat in the ring, and then their supporters throw their hats on their hats. On top of the that's hats, the ha- pile of hats. It's too many. Just like that's a that's a metaphor for the Democratic uh, race right now. Too many hats no, in the you- ring. They throw the hat in the ring, and you hitch your wagon to the hat. The hat. The hat. <laughs> Hopefully, that's I'm gonna hitch there. my wagon to your hat. 